Welcome to the future of XYZ. I'm your host, Lisa Grelnick, principal and founder of LVG & Co., an independent strategy consultancy based in New York City. Through quick and candid conversations with innovative leaders, we aim to foster new thinking and explore big questions about where we are as a world and where we're going. Hi. I am here with my good friend, Lorna Davis, a former chairwoman of Danone, uh, as well as an ambassador to B-Lab uh, globally and an amazing all-around woman and coach and mentor. So thanks for joining me, Lorna. You're welcome. Good to be here. Um, so it's a really exciting, as we were just discussing, there is so much happening in the world right now, which is partially why I launched this Future of XYZ, but more importantly, what we want to talk about today, which is really uh, tied to everything you've done in CPG uh, over your history, but also obviously now with B-Lab, but more importantly, as a coach and mentor, and as a leader in this world, is talking about humanity. So talking about the future of humanity. Um, <laughs> Why mess around? Let's just talk about the future of humanity. Let's just talk about the future of humanity. So I think from a level setting perspective, you know, how, let's just talk back to how we got to this discussion and, and why we think this is relevant right now. Well, I mean, you know, we were talking about the fact that the election had just happened and we were talking about how um, divided and painful it is. Um, for this country to have this realization that, you know, 70 million people voted for one group and 75 million people voted for another. And um, I was telling you that, that, that it's clear that these two groups live in different worlds altogether. Um, and, you know, I had an insight that was very painful for me at the beginning because um, I'm a white South African and I grew up in apartheid South Africa. And I was deeply ashamed about that situation for so many years because of course I've been getting quite a bit of criticism over my, much of my life. But when I look back, I mean, those were the days where South Africa didn't have television and the entire uh, sort of narrative was driven by a censored, government who chose what we saw and what we heard yeah the fact is that i lived in that world that was created the bubble. By the bubble and as i look you know subsequently after i left south africa i discovered all sorts of things that were happening that i had no idea about and the reality is that that's exactly what's happening now i mean everybody who's listening to this podcast has got a an either personally curated feed uh, on their on their cell phone or one that's been curated by the algorithm that's projecting <laughs> what they would be interested in so they live in their own world um, and so they see things that are completely logical within the world in which they live yeah. and um, that's you know it's good news and bad news um, right. because the the fact is that 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 humans that one of the reasons we've been so successful as a species is that we create our world, we create our narrative. We create um, our own identity. We, yeah, and then we recruit other people into our, into our view of the world. And I think that the upside of that is that, is that actually in changing the narrative, you can change pretty much anything. So if you look at the world of purpose business, um, as soon as people see that they're not just a little 
financial statement that doesn't care about anything outside of it upstream or downstream they see the world in a certain way as soon as they understand that they're connected to the entire humanity but at least to everything upstream and at least to everything downstream they change everything so uh, you know, the future of humanity, <laughs> please God, will be in people seeing that they create their own reality, thought by thought. I, I think that, I mean, that leads us to some of the work that you're doing in mindfulness and coaching, which is how we create our own reality. But just to come to this idea of identity, because of course, I wrote my senior thesis on this in 1998, 99, on, you know, self versus other. And we have such a we have such a tribal nature, right? If people are different than us, we otherize. And it's like, it's gender and it's religion and it's class and it's nationality and it's so many, you know, sexual orientation and whatever else, all of these micro and macro things. But we create this reality for ourselves, As you just said, we can choose our, 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 our reality. We can choose to join a tribe. We can choose to exclude or include. And I want to get to this idea of a humanity that is both inclusive of otherness, right? As well as, you know, that mindful step-by-step creating a reality that we have to undo. And we're realizing in America, you guys realize in South Africa, um, and it's a long progress of deconstructing what we have constructed, right? Well, it's interesting. It's so interesting that you say this because um, I'm a big fan of the Irish poet David White. Um, And David White talks about this subject of otherizing and about how we reject everything that's different. But he, he, and he goes on to talk about the fact that there are evolutionary reasons why you would reject things that were different. The antidote for rejecting things that are different is slowing down. Mm. Because when you settle, you can be a little bit frightened at first of something that's different. But once you settle and you see that it was just your first reaction and that it actually doesn't mean anything, options open up. Because, and he makes this point extremely cogently, the same is happening within us. We are constantly emerging and changing. And uh, I mean, you and I are completely different people today than we were yesterday, actually. Um, And in fact, we hold on to an old fashioned idea of ourselves through sort of nostalgia really more than anything else. In fact, I'm like, I'm I'm on the war path against CVs or resumes. Because resumes tell us nothing about anything. It just, they just tell us what you did. Um, you know, when you talk about your senior thesis, I'm, I, I'm interested that you did a senior thesis, but I'm really interested in what it was about because that might be a clue to what's something that you're interested in in the future. Totally. And, uh, and so I think that the idea of, uh, and, and because we're sort of attached to this idea of self, we reject the magnificent things that we are becoming, mm-hmm. which is so sad, you know? Because well, it's about change too, and people don't love change, right? So it's there's fear in that, which I think comes back to the sense of humanity and where it's going. We're in this fearful moment of change. Well, in fact, I think the thing that's interesting is that people say that they fear change, but that's what humans do all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the human condition, <laughs> constantly changing. Constantly, if you think about little babies, I mean, they constantly change at a most basic level from 
you know, lying on their backs to lying on their tummies to getting onto their knees to then getting up from their knees to, I mean, they're changing, changing, changing. We're, humans are changing all the time. And we're genius at changing all the time. What we're not genius at is getting ahead of ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we're really good at solving the problems that happen to be in front of us. We're just not really good at solving the ones that we've made up that don't exist. You know? <laughs> and so if we just settle down, settle down, acknowledge that we are designed for adaptation, resilience, adjustment, adaptation, for learning. I mean, we're extraordinary creatures. Um, and take it one step at a time. It's all good. I mean, the thing that I love about the time that we're in right now is any of us who thought that we could predict the future <laughs> can't, can't like pretend that anymore. Like we never could predict the future, but now any pretense has gone. And so the question is, not only what are you going to do now, but who are you now? Who, who, who are you? Who's inviting you? And in fact, again, David White talks about beckoning. He uses this great word, the road beckoning. Who is beckoning you? What is beckoning you to become your best self? So, yeah, I think it's super exciting times, frankly. So the future I, I, of humanity is bright. <laughs> The future of humanity is bright. I like that. And, and, and maybe a couple of weeks ago, people might have answered or felt differently and said, how could you feel that way? But I think the, the constant change is something that, to your point, it's inevitable. This is something that humanity, I mean, the planet, first and foremost, is constantly changing. Nature is constantly changing. And we, as a species on this planet, are just part of that natural cycle, right? But we have resisted it so much. And right now in this crazy year that is 2020, maybe we've come to realize like nothing is a given, right? These foundations on which we thought we were settled, yeah. you know, the cracks and fissures are so obvious. This who are we becoming and what is beckoning us is the future kind of calling to us into 2020 and saying like, so what now guys? <laughs> I think, yeah. what do you think? Oh, I agree. And I do think, you know, one of the things I've been, I've been, uh, listening to uh, so many interesting poets and other people to kind of get my inspiration these days because I, I, I'm, you know, I'm hungry for different perspectives. But um, my favorite, favorite, favorite one of the moment is by a guy called Tim Crider, whoever he is, K-R-E-I-D-E-R. And he says, one reason we rush so quickly to the vulgar satisfactions of judgment and love to revel in our righteous outrage is that it spares us from the impotent pain of empathy and the harder, messier work of understanding. And the reality is that, you know, humans, it's a mess, it's a, it's a messy business, this being a human. You know, we've got to listen to each other. You've got to see things from other perspectives. We've got to make mistakes all the time. We've got to learn for, for ourselves. And it's okay. You know, Brené Brown talks all the time about vulnerability and being messy. Yep. Uh, this is what it, this is, this is what we were born for. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when we think about the future of humanity, right, which is of course this big lofty idea, what do you think the reasonable timeline to think about the future is? Is this, I mean, I think this kind of idea of constantly becoming is 
and we're not the same person as we were yesterday is about like, well, in an hour is the future, in uh, 30 seconds is the future, but what is for humanity at this moment in this pivotal moment in history? And we say the future of humanity is bright. What timeline do you anticipate? Like what, what do you look forward to seeing and, and what timeline? It's too fancy a question for me um, <laughs> b b because I, you know, it's, it's going to be my birthday this week. And so like many people, I'm doing a fundraiser on Facebook <laughs> for my birthday. And I'm doing a fundraiser for rhinos because you know how much I love rhinos. I do. The reality is that, is that rhinos, my, uh, my, my love for them is enduring and irrational. <laughs> I love them. And I care about them and I choose to spend my personal money and my whatever credibility that I have to get other people to care about rhinos. And so th that's a place for me to act. Um, and I, I invite people to go to a place that where their heart's engaged. Mm -hmm. uh, again, Glennon Doyle talks about going where your heart breaks. Um, it doesn't matter whether it breaks or whether it, it swells or whatever it does, but Let's make sure that we're dealing with our hearts here. And that's the point of impact, I think. That's the point of leverage. Um, and so I think that that's really what drives the timeline. So if I take that as a subject, um, you know, there are some people who say this decade is going to be, this is the, you know, the, we're either going to end this decade with rhinos or without rhinos on the planet, depending on our behavior. Um, but I don't even think about that. I just say, this is what I love. This is what I choose to spend my time on. This is what I choose to, to get informed on. And, and, and that's where, and that makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm doing something. Same is true for the future of business. You know, I think capitalism is, as it's currently formatted, broken. I do think that we, it's the best overall system we got if we can broaden the notion of who our stakeholders are. Yeah. Um, and so that's another area in which I spend my time and energy. What's the timeline for that? I don't know, certainly this generation. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, my crystal ball long got smashed. So I don't, I don't <laughs> predict these things, but I do know that um, I only wanna spend my time on things that I care about and love. Um, and in fact, I'm going through the process now of culling my calendar. Um, because I, I have this, what I call, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Of course. I have the, oh, yay, oh, shit filter of my calendar, where I, I check out things that make me happy and things that make me my heart sink. Um, and if too many things have crept into my calendar that make my heart sink, I know it's time for a cull. Um, and so I either need to fix those things that I've got, or I need to get rid of them. Um, so that I enter 2021 because I landed up saying yes to a whole bunch of stuff this year just because I didn't have to fly there right um, and and so I sort of said okay I'll do this and I'll do that and as a result I spend way too many hours sitting on my butt in this chair having these kinds of conversations and uh, so I want to change that and so I think if you kind of look at it even more basically the only resource we have is our time yes and so choosing to spend it well and then allowing that subject to drive the sort of time horizon, if you like, is 
probably the only thing that I can think of really. Well, I, I actually love that because it keeps talking about this, you know, kind of slowing down the, you know, I think you called it like settling down and that's really where progress happens. And, you know, the, the antidote to everything that is otherizing, but we're also thinking about the future. Like <laughs> this is my little favorite thing, I, you know, <laughs> settle down like a snow globe. And it's, I actually, there's a meditation that does that where it's like, you know, you basically let your body settle down like a snow globe. And it is very interesting because if, if time is the only resource we have, and you're saying like the future of humanity is in each little step of where your heart sings and what beckons you, this is so fabulous because the humanity comes from each of us individually and collectively going where our heart sings. And not saying, I'm going to have an impact and I'm going to do this in this time horizon. But right now, as I settle down, this is how I'm calling my calendar and my time resource to be passionate and to have that impact on the future of humanity in the moment, really. And that will lead to a future of humanity. Indeed, indeed. And I think, I'm, I'm sure, I know it was one of the presidents, I don't remember which one the, of the United States, who said, you know, you need to be irrational in your beliefs about, about the, 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 the future of the country. Um, and you do, you need to, I mean, nothing would happen if we were all being rational. Um, so you need to, you need to go somewhere where you feel straight out irrational. <laughs> yep, the audacity of hope, I think is, is, oh, was it, was it, was well, it, I don't know if that's what it, you're referring to, but I, that's one of my personal favorites is the audacity of hope. Indeed. Yeah. No. Well, one of my personal favorites for president as well, that one, but <laughs> we, 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 we agree on that as well. <laughs> we agree on that. So if I'm just going to sum us up quickly, I mean, I think you've shared some really fabulous nuggets, but if the average person listening to this, and of course we have no idea who's listening to this, if anyone's listening to it, but I think anyone listening to this that says like, so what can I do to impact the future of humanity? That summation in, in short, what would you, what would, how would you sum it up? Settle down, just settle your thinking and trust your own instincts and judgments. The, the thing that occurs to you will be the right next step. You got everything you need. I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to take that on as you have often given me that gift as well. So I'm going to take that on and thank you so much. Um, we'll share your, all your information with people so they can follow you because you share wisdom pretty regularly. So thank you so much for joining me today on Future of XYZ. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for listening to the Future of XYZ. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow Lisa Grelnick on LinkedIn. Visit future-of.xyz or subscribe to the Future of XYZ podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.